0: Welcome to the Retired Party of Two podcast. We bring you greetings. I'd like for you to hit that like and subscribe button below so that you will be able to stay on board with us.
1: Guess what? We are the Retired Party of Two, she stated. My name is David Smith, and I am glad to be a part of this first podcast. We are Preparing ourselves to have a great time to interact with you and just to tell us a little bit about ourselves. You know, uh, I know a lot of people say that I'm always stiff and I'm always stern and, uh, you know, I'm stiff, but uh, I do have a other side of me. And uh, so I want my wife and I to kind of just share. So again, uh, my name is David Smith and she's going to give her name.
0: I'm Linda Smith and <laughs> I bring you greetings today. Uh, We are here as a retired party of two, and we just like to give you a little background history about our uh, relationship and how we came to be together and a retired party of two. Uh, Our background history is I am originally from Smithfield, Virginia. I am an East Coaster nerd, so I come from the East Coast, and I actually came here, uh, I was Came here when I was 14 years old, I think it was. My parents uh, decided that my dad was from uh, Longview, Texas, and my mom was from Smithfield, Virginia. My dad was a military guy. He was a, a Navy guy. And so he ended up in Virginia. He and my mom ended up together. And so we settled in Smithfield, Virginia, until I was about 14 years old. Then they had a wild that they wanted to move to Houston. And so we packed up and we moved to Houston. And this is where I met this great guy. I went to, I came here, went to uh, uh, George Washington Carver High School. I am the, uh, uh, to digress, I am the youngest of three siblings. I have an older sister and an older brother and uh, I am the youngest. And so when I came, I met this great guy, a young, the youngest of the family, met the oldest of the family. And so uh, when I came to George Washington Carver High School, I seen I was at my locker and I seen this great guy come by. And uh, so we met at George Washington Carver High School. So kind of tell them how we met there.
1: Now Let me let me share with you all now. Um, she's going to say that, you know, I let me tell you this. I was at my locker. We were in the process of changing classes oh. and I was at the locker and I seen someone with a blue and gold jacket walk through um, the door coming out of the office into um, the library. So I thought it was someone that was coming through from um, Booker T. Washington because that's basically their colors. And I kept looking, I said, I'm not familiar with her. So when I seen her, I, it was like instantly I fell in love with her. And I told her one day she's going to be my wife, and she just brushed me off. So um, as time went on, we began to start taking classes together. Absolutely. And I think it was in Miss Wallace's class. Absolutely. When we took math. Yes. And um, I was trying to sit to, sit next to her um, and just so I could get a conversation going. She still didn't give me the time of day. So I connected with one of my friends, good longtime friend, Cheryl Levi. Um, And I told her they would um, they would walk home. I had a car. So I said, I tell you what, Levi said this evening, I'm going I'm going to pick you up. I said, but I need you to make sure that she walks home with you all because they lived on the same street.
0: Isn't that amazing? A setup.
1: Yeah, a setup. It was a setup, but it was a good setup. So, we, um, so as I, I waited till they got halfway down Carver Road, and so I left school and asked them if they wanted to ride, she was very hesitant. She did not really want to get in the car. She said, oh. so Levi said, come on, come on. So they got in the car, and I went on and dropped them off at home like a gentleman. And so we kind of started talking after that. Um, but she really didn't want to, she'd be honest with me, she didn't really want to give me the time of day, and you know that.
0: I did not. I was new to the city. And uh, I was new to the school, and I was just trying to get a feel of things. And <laughs> up pops him, uh, and so uh, my friend Cheryl said, "You know, uh, we can, you know, we can get on in and get us a ride." You know, and so I did. We still laugh about that today. I think it yep. was, uh, you know, it was a real good setup uh, at this time. Uh, I was like, mm, I'm not quite sure, but it turned out to be turned out to be a great guy for me. So uh, I thank God for him.
1: We did, we did. Yes, yes. And um, while we're talking, um, you know, we, we end up having a family. Um, she, uh, I end up, uh, we kind of changed course after we graduated, and um, I end up having uh, a marriage. I got married, and she kind of went on about her business, and um, um, she had a child. And when we reunited back together. And that was great. Uh, Our our oldest daughter is Tamara. And um, we blended well together as we came together. It was some adjustments um, because, you know, this is something that people don't talk about in families, is that when uh, a single mother has a child, then sometimes when that child gets so attached to the mother, sometimes it seems as if they're being taken away from. So that's something uh, I tried to make sure. That And our relationship that she didn't feel abandoned or that she didn't feel like she was unloved. So we tried to do our best as parents to make sure that that happened, to make sure that she was loved, make sure that she was cared and make sure that even though I was not her biological father, but however, I was her father and uh, I tried to treat her that way. But anyway, uh, we end up having two additional children uh, together, uh, which is Crystal and Jessica, so what? What do you kind of? What are your thoughts about that? In our relationship, on that part.
0: Well, it blended, it blended really well together. Like he said, I had a, a, a child already, and so when we reunited back together, uh, you know, it wasn't as, as if we didn't know each other. Uh, we just actually went our separate ways, and uh, you know, we began to uh, uh, separate ourselves from each other do our own thing, but who know? Who would have known uh, years later that we would have come back together and we would have started a family together. So uh, we really blended together. We still had a relationship with each other. Uh, we knew each other. And so uh, when we got back together, it wasn't very hard because we already knew each other. And so we knew we went our separate ways. So I say, okay, let's just make it work. How about that? And so that's exactly what we did. And like he said, we had two additional uh, children, uh, Crystal and uh, Jessica. And then out of them, they have given us some great grandkids. Yes. We have three granddaughters, and we have one grandson, our oldest uh, granddaughter, uh, Jayla, and then Tamia, and then Chandler. And then we have one grandson. His name is King David. Couldn't you imagine?
1: And he has this saying, he's the first David. So we keep going back and forth. And so no son, um, they kind of gave you your middle name behind me, but he he doesn't agree. But it's okay. I, I'll go ahead and let him win that battle sometime. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's been a blessing to have family. Um, kind of just want to let you know, sometimes, you know, people have, have seen us. We try to always carry ourselves in a respectful manner. Um, but, you know, families have ups and downs. So we have not had the perfect family Um, there's a little dysfunction in every family. But at the same time, God has blessed us. And I don't have a problem using the word God. We love God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, We we love God, and God has tremendously blessed our families, even through our struggles. I remember when we... First start working, I um, began st- uh, uh, working at the city of Houston, and I started at the bottom of the barrel. So when I said the bottom of the barrel, that's when you get on a crew and you're actually working with shovels and shooters. And um, the crew that they put me with didn't have a backhoe. So when we went out to repair a water line, you know, you had to, uh, they used to call it handshake. So we had to get out there and start digging, and I wasn't used to that. And I would. it would take me back, you um, Miss, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, Miss, what was her name that said I was going to um, be a, a dish digger one day? It might have been Miss Wiley, but anyway, it, it took me back and I said, Oh Lord, she said I was going to do this. <laughs> and um, I I worked there, but my mind was not to stay where I was. Right. Um, you know, sometimes they say it's hard um, to get out of a grave, but it's easy to get out of a rut. I was just in a rut at that time. And so, um, but, but end up, Ended up working there for 31 years, promoted, got promoted. It was a great career. It blessed our lifestyle. And um, uh, my wife, she began working at the.
0: At the Federal Reserve Bank of Houston. I was a true banker. And uh, it has always been, even in my younger lifestyle, I'm not sure, but everyone always used me as being the banker. Yeah. And so I think that's what kind of helped me along with my career is that I was always entrusted with somebody's money, and I am a firm believer uh, that you're uh, you have to actually be an honest product. Your integrity means so so much, and as I even talk to my younger generation, uh, even today, your integrity means a lot. It means quite a bit. And so people always entrusted me with their funds. And I don't know why that always kind of pushed me into my banking role. As I went into the banking role and I worked for the Federal Reserve Bank for 37 years, even at work, uh, we always had what we call a Christmas fund. And I was always the banker of the Christmas fund where, uh, you know, employees would always save money uh, for Christmas and this is how we always uh, did our funding of Christmas and I was always the banker for the Christmas fund and so I, it has been where I've always been entrusted with funds and so I always try to keep that integrity uh, to where you can always trust me with whatever I need entrusted with so your integrity means a lot so learning these things uh, as I, uh, I grew uh, was very empowerful uh, to both myself and to my husband, uh, and so,
1: yeah. you know, now that she's talking about finance, uh, it it took me back to whereas when we were when we were coming up, sometimes you'd be, this is crazy. Why is it, or why was it that I was so concerned that my wife made more money than I that I felt less than a man? We would argue about the income that was coming into the house because I felt like I should have been the breadwinner. And I did not understand as a young man, remind me, I'm in my 20s, that I did not realize because I was blessed with a wife who had a great job and had a great income that it was okay. Now, not that she didn't make me feel like or any less than, it was just in my mind that I should have been the breadwinner. She was always submissive. She was always, and when I use that word submissive, she, she always supported me. She didn't try to take that role of try to be dominant as a woman because of her income. I would just feel like because I was working at the city, that's not a great job at that time to me. And um, compared to some of my friends that were working at that time, Hughes Tools, Cameron 9, and some of these big, some of them were working at big corporations, but I, I am working at the city of Houston. And then my wife is working at a named Federal Reserve And so we had some conflict. That was conflicts a lot of times. And it was not until we had to sit down and really analyze. And and my wife talked to me. Uh, She said, David, don't feel like that. She said, it's going in the same household. It's being used for the same reason. And I think that uh, in marriages and relationships, we have to understand that it is important that when you get married, there has to be a sense of trust. And there has to be a sense of honesty, like she said, as it relates to integrity. And I think some people um, who make more money in the house, they, they want to be the dominant one. But you got to understand that the way a, a husband and wife and a family should be is that it's, it's, it's shared. Right. It's, uh, like they said, community property. And so if you look at it from that standpoint and you go into that relationship with trust, I think it'll be okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. And
0: yeah, and we had, uh, we had the conversation and, and like you say, he always, uh, had, he had an issue with that at first. And my thing was, is that if it's all going in the same household, it's all the same money. And so, uh, as we go through some of these podcasts, we will peel apart, uh, some of the things that, uh, Actually, in a marriage uh, relationship that we have, you know, in a marriage relationship, you have some, uh, some marriages, uh, everybody has their own separate account, and then there's no joint account together. So I felt that when we got when I when I got married, right. and when we got married, I felt that if I trust you enough that I'm going to trust my life with you and we're going to get married, why not uh, put all our eggs in one basket? Absolutely. Uh, Because when you start separating things, then the relationship begins to uh, separate. We'll talk about that uh, down in uh, some of the other podcasts that we have uh, that you can share on some of the relationship issues. So stay tuned that we will be actually uh, peeling apart some of these. So don't think uh, that when you put your eggs in one basket, yeah. you have to be able to entrust the other in the vision. I entrusted him that uh, he would make the right decision uh, with our finances. Uh, and now the more finances that we have, the more we can help other people uh, because you don't Begin to get more, you know how you begin to get more wealth? It's not by trying to get what you can. It's about giving. The more that you give, the more that you will receive. I'm a firm believer of that.
1: That's right. And, you know, another thing, in, in, in uh, London, I'm glad you said, it, is that when you talk about um, finance is that sometimes the one person is strong in that area and the other person is weak, Sometimes you have to let go so that person, because it makes you better and stronger in that area. If I'm weak, I'll never forget one time what she Absolutely. did.
0: Absolutely. Tell I the was, story. Yeah, I'm going to
1: tell this story, girl. <laughs> Look, one time we had got in such a, a big argument about money. So she said, i tell you what, if you think I'm not paying the bill, like let me let you. Do. I said, yeah, let me pay them. And so she turned everything over to me, and I was trying to write these checks and pay these bills. I don't know how she was doing it. And when I f- fooled around and got an insufficient fund. Oh, my God. I volunteer. Oh, now you can talk about a finance person that gets upset when you get an insufficient fund, had to pay an extra $25 on a check that we didn't have the money because the check bounced. And I was trying to figure out, how did you do this? She said, baby, that's what I was trying to tell you. She said, if you let me manage and take care of it, she said, then hey, we, we've never had a bill to bound. She said, but I was trying to let you do it because you wanted to do it. And when I did, I messed up. But guess what? I was man enough to go back and say, you know what? Here, you take this and I'm going to leave it alone. So sometimes um, don't bankrupt because you're insecure or you don't have the know-how, or you're not well trained or developed in that area. Um, The weak is supposed to bear the infirmities, the strong is to bear the infirmities of the weak. And that's what my wife, so where areas I'm strong in, she helps me, uh, I help her. And the areas she's strong in, she helps me. So that's what relationships and that's what marriages is about. And sometimes we don't wanna be transparent about that. And people divorce and argue and separate over some of the smallest things. Also, I was thinking about, uh, as we were raising our children, um, sometimes they would come ask me, and I would say yes, and sometimes, talk about that a little bit.
0: <laughs> i talk, yeah, we talk about relationships, and I talk about relationships all the time. And when you're in a, a, a marriage relationship and you're raising children, uh, you know, sometimes children will pay, play you against yeah. each other. So you always got to make sure you're on the same page together. Like he was saying, asking uh, one of us, they would ask him. And if he gave them an answer of no, then they would come and ask me. So my, my answer to them would be would always be a question to them. What did your dad say? Right. So whatever dad say, even if I disagree with it, I would go along with it, and then we would talk about it uh, when it. we got behind closed doors. That's it. Uh, you, because I always say, you know, your children uh, actually chip off of what they That's see. True. So we never, our children have never seen us argue before. Even if we had a disagreement, it would always be well behind closed doors. doors. Yeah, always behind closed doors. And so even with the separation of the children asking, I would always say, what'd your dad say? If that's what he said, that's what we're going to go with. And then we would talk about it. I'd say, you know, this is what I believe. This is what you believe. But you said that this is what they need to do. So we always stuck with that. And so you have to always be on one one accord, accord. when it comes to raising children. Always be on the same page.
1: That's it. That's yeah. it. So uh, as we kind of transition a little bit, uh, let's talk about ministry. I got called to be a preacher, and I know that was an adjustment for you. Um, in June of 1985, and I share with you, I think the Lord is calling me to preach. How did you really feel about that?
0: Well, when he told me that I was, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! I didn't sign up for this. That's uh, you what know, she yeah, told me. I'm she said, be I didn't sign up "With you, I say I didn't sign up for this." And so, but even, anyway, I had to make the adjustments in 1985 when the Lord called him to preach. I couldn't interfere with that. Uh, so <laughs> the best thing for me to do was to get on board. So as I got on board. Uh, as he uh, went into ministry, I was able to uh, follow him as he as he led. You know, everybody can't be the leader, you know, so uh, we as we say, biblical view. So we know that the husband is the head of the house and the wife is the submitter to the husband. And sometimes we get that mixed up. Sometimes you find relationships where... Women are running a relationship, and the man is behind us out of order. And right. so I always try to uh, stay in order, and I always try to keep order.
1: Right. So, you know. and, and and it was an adjustment. It was really an adjustment. So, um, But, you know, nobody knows um, what God's future plan is for his people, but God knows who is ready and who's prepared. So it was a, prepar- a preparation for me. Um, when I got called, um, I got saved and then I got called. And so, uh, again, I thank God for my wife just kind of following along with me and being a part of this journey. And it was also adjustment for our children. And so, um, I tell anybody, I don't know if anyone has really told the story of uh, from when you just come from an ordinary family and now you're called to, to minister or to be a preacher. And then you'll transition from next seven days later to become pastor because I became pastor. Of um, the New Bethlehem Missionary Baptist Church, and um, that was another adjustment because now our roles are different—from being an associate um, to now being the man, and you are the lady—and there's so much expectation. So, how does that kind of uh, transition? How, how did how did you interact with that, and um, or how did you feel when you became when once we knew that now we're the pastor and pastor and pastor wife? of a church that we now have to lead.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. God has amazing things of how he does things. And <laughs> and being, like you say, being uh, uh, actually an associate minister, and now you're going to help someone at a church, and then you become the pastor, uh, which puts uh, you at a higher level. Uh, you know, we uh, always tell people, you know, it puts you at a higher level but we are all in this together and we should all be doing the same thing because minister means what to meet the needs of others. And we all should be ministering in some way or another. And so, uh, being actually, when he was called, uh, actually filling into my role and, you know, I'll never forget, uh, one of the members uh, at the church, her name was sister Teresa oh, yeah, I remember her talking to me as a young pastor's wife. And she says, she told me, she said, your ministry is to serve your husband. She says to make sure that he's where he needs. It. Your job is not the church. Your job, his job is yeah. to take care of the church. Your job is to take care of him. And so I try to stay in my role and I try to stay in that area.
1: And I really appreciate my wife. I I do. I tell her all the time I love her, and I tell her in front of the church or wherever we go, sometimes people might say, well, every time I I see them together, and I'm not worried about that because you have to be safe in your own skin. I know I'm a man. I'm not insecure um, or any of these things. But because we have done things so long together, and we do know how to separate. She needs her her space. I need my space. She needs her me time. I need my me time. However, we always know how we have to continue to work together. And um, there have been times when people have let us down. However, and it's been her and I. uh, And I thank God again for my children and our family, because that's why it's so important to to make sure that you stay with family. But some people don't understand us. Um, However, we're not trying to be a show. We're just trying to be servants and try to let our light shine and we we are not we human like everybody else we make mistakes we have our we have our times when we we do have those times i yeah. don't think we don't however we always tried to say when we first met each other that we would never miss uh, misuse each other or abuse each other right, and we did not want our children to know um, that uh, we didn't want them to be mentally um scarred because they see their mom and daddy arguing or cursing one another out and all this. So that was just something that we had to restrain ourselves. Even at the most time we were angry at each other, not to make sure that we abuse each other in the process of communicating. So those have been some good things. So, um, again, we just kind of wanted to be transparent to, uh, allow to introduce the retired party or two. I know we've been, um, kind of putting a little, um, nuggets out there here and I thank God to her because I didn't think to do anything like that but she's um, she loves social media and so she'll put things out and I'll tell us you the one put me out on the map not me because I'm kind of uh, behind the curtain person but my wife put me, Linda put me out there uh, because anything I would do, take pictures or be somewhere video, short little video clip she would always do that and not knowing that people would you know like or people would comment on that so I'm grateful to her all the great things she has done and the things that she continues to do. So um, we want to tell them about uh, what might be on the next book. or the, I mean, not the next book, but what might be on the next episode.
0: Yeah, we will actually, definitely we will talk about uh, our book, uh, which is one of the things that came out of the Retired Party of Two uh, was the book of Family Matters. So we'll kind of talk about that on the next episode, but we want you to stay tuned as we uh, go into... A little more details of opening up the book of uh, knowing how family matters and family does matters. We'll break a, we'll break apart uh, parts of the family, the roles of the family, and how we should uh, interact with the family and what the family really means. Sometimes we have to, we get so far out until we need to actually bring it in and bring it home. And we need to sometimes go back to the beginning of knowing what family really is. Family really does matter because it's at the family's level where everything branches off from. It goes from father, mother, to children, to grandchildren, to aunts and uncles. So uh, as we break that apart, uh, as we go into some of the episodes, uh, of the podcast episodes, we'll talk about some of uh, the items in the book, and some of the chapters in the books. So we, but we do want you to know that as we go forward, we want uh, uh, to know that we want to build a safe place here as we dialogue, you know, as we go and deliver information, uh, as we talk about the family, you know, I'll go into details. I'll talk more about financial freedom. I'll talk about generational wealth Uh, You know, because we are responsible for our families. I tell him all the time, we're responsible for our children. How they handle money is how they see us handle money.
1: Right, right, right. If we
0: mishandle money, then they mishandle money. true. And so I'm always, as a financial guru, I am always on them about their finances. You should always keep your finances in order because you you have to always uh, have something saved. If you have $2, $1 of that needs to be saved. And then I'll talk about, I'll actually go into detail and talk about, you know, because you know that, that money comes from, God allows us to have money it. and he allows us. So we got to do our due diligence to actually give God what belongs to him Absolutely. also too. Because if we stir away from that, then the rest of it would kind of trickle down. So we want to stay in order. So as we, as we talk about, Uh, some of the podcasts as we talk about our book, as we talk about some of the chapters, as we go in detail, we will let you know. So we definitely want you to hit the like button, hit the share down below uh, to let them know that there's more to come.
1: And This is our view. This is uh, the retired party of of two views. So uh, we just want to let you know that's our disclosure, that what we say and what we do on on this podcast is our personal view. So, again, um, may God bless you. May God keep you. And signing off is the retired party of two. God bless.